Welcome back to the podcast for the Valley Vanguard, uh, SVSU's student-run newspaper since 1967. I'm Brian Fox, and I'm joined here by Riley Hupfer, the Assistant Director for the Center for Community Engagement here at SVSU. Uh, Welcome, Riley. Good morning. How are you? Doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. Awesome. And uh, you're here to talk about the center and its mission and its goals and Mm -hmm. some of the things that it's been doing last semester coming into this semester. Uh, but what I'd like to start is with with your story and for you to sort of introduce yourself and tell us about how you came to be here as the assistant director. And I know you started as an undergraduate here mm-hmm. at um, SVSU. Uh, what did you study? So I started in 2011, and uh, I actually started studying OT when I came here. Really? So I did, yeah, I did about two and a half years of that. Wow. And then I had the uh, you know the switch up right before applying for the program, and I was like, oh, no. Um, this isn't necessarily what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of figuring myself out while I was here and, um, started studying agriculture, business and marketing. Cause my family owns a grain elevator in Freeland. Okay. Um, I was going to go into that business. Another switch up <laughs> about, you know, a year later or so, and then ended up studying communication with a minor in marketing. And I graduated with that in 2016 mm-hmm. and then started the, um, MPA program here. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, I had a kind of a similar situation. Mm-hmm. Like when I, the first time that I uh, was in college, I wanted to be a biologist. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I still find biology and science very interesting. Right. But yeah, higher math is hard. And so that's kind of what turned me off from biology. And yeah, I ended up going with the poli sci instead. I envy people who can do math well. It's <laughs> yeah. not my forte. Yeah, seriously. I like being in the social sciences. We have computer mm. programs that do that all for us. Absolutely. You know? I'm with you 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, tell me more about the uh, the graduate studies. And uh, so you got your your MPA, Masters in Public Administration. Yep. Um, tell me about that experience, and especially like why you decided to stay at SVSU. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I was considering a uh, year of AmeriCorps with Habitat for mm, Humanity before yeah. that, and so I was kind of facing this de- decision of do I jump right into grad school, um, or do I go off and try this experience in the nonprofit world, meet people. Um, spend time. I had an offer in Bend, Oregon, actually, so was really considering that. And then it, it was sort of a culmination of family things that were going on um, and just a personal decision that I wanted to jump right into my career, you know, yeah. ahead of time and and get ahead on that. So uh, I ended up applying for the program, very short notice, uh, right in the beginning of the summertime, got accepted applied for a graduate assistantship uh, with mm-hmm. the Office of Student Life. And so that's kind of where the center starts to come into play because that assistantship was shared between the Office of Student Life and Academic Affairs under Josh Ode. Yeah. Um, so all geared around service and kind of what was the formation of the center. Um, so, yeah, I applied for the program, got accepted, started in the fall, and then uh, started my assistantship and was mm-hmm. doing a lot of things initially with Cardinal Volunteers and um, some of the connections to my student experience from the Habitat um, service standpoint. Right. So tell me more about how that uh, graduate assistantship sort of Mm -hmm. turned into working at the the Center for Community Engagement. So I I spent the first year um, working primarily out of student life and then um, working with Dr. Odie Josh on a few um, on a few projects and different things, and we were formulating some ideas, and that's when I met Stuart French, mm-hmm. um, who was the first faculty uh, fellow with the Center for Community Engagement, 
focusing a lot on civic engagement, and we started to have meetings, um, and the Center for Public Policy and Service kind of transitioned into what is now the center. So right. uh, we took that model, expanded upon it a little bit, and uh, kind of shifted the location from over in Gilbertson Hall to uh, the location you see it in now between Brown Hall and the Zano Library on the second floor. So yeah, it, w- it was a lot of meetings, a lot of time spent mm-hmm. brainstorming what this was going to be, and um, a lot of learning on my part going from an undergrad student into that graduate role. And then, uh, you know, being a part of the conversations, on the formation of a center. It was really unique. It was a really good experience as a student and uh, kind of drinking from a fire hose at times. Learning, yeah. Learning a lot, but it was great. Yeah, it sounds like a great way to learn for sure. Yeah. Yeah, sort of trial by fire kind of thing. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. Occasionally. So you mentioned uh, Dr. Stuart French, one of our poli-sci professors, was the faculty fellow when you started. Is that still the case, or do you have a new faculty fellow now? Yeah, so Stuart was with us for two years as a faculty fellow, and uh, now Dr. Dawn Hinton from Mm -hmm. the sociology department is the current faculty fellow. And she actually led what was our first Lunch and Learn this November, and that was on community-based participatory research. Um, So the collaboration between scholar and community and that was all about producing social change and um, action through through that. So it was a great lunch and learn, and uh, really excited to have Dawn on board. Mm-hmm. She's been involved with various things, such as the Bats Project. Oh, uh, right. So business, art, theater, and sociology yeah. come together in a collaboration on community-based projects. Yeah. Um, as one example of Dawn's uh, extensive history of mm-hmm. involvement with the community. So, yeah, it's been great working with her. Um, so let's get to the to the Center for Community Engagement itself. Yeah. Can you tell me about the Center's missions, its goals? Yeah, so the mission uh, for the Center is focusing on fostering a culture of community engagement, um, and that's through community partnerships, student learning, innovative teaching, um, scholarship, outreach, all those components. But uh, Cal Talley, who works with us pretty often, has a sort of a great analogy for it. We're kind of like an air traffic controller. So with so many faculty, students, and community partners interacting in different ways, and often these are partnerships that have existed long before the center's time, we take all those conversations and as they come in, help to connect, you know, land the plane on the runway and get it to the right gate um, and just support those relationships. We're not running all those projects or, or anything like that. We're involved in some in more detailed way than others, but it's kind of like, just connecting the dots and helping to uh, encourage that and support that through a myriad of ways. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because there's already so much going on on campus and all these connections. But yeah, I can see how a sort of uh, facilitating influence Mm -hmm. could really help there. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's pretty incredible to see how much is actually going on on campus. Yeah. You know, from students to faculty to the way community partners interact with us, it's there's a lot going on. There's a lot of involvement in the community. So that's inspiring. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get more into uh, what students can do to get involved, yeah. I think, a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about uh, sort of recent projects, your long-term projects that you've been working on? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking back to, like, last semester. Sure. This is the first the first episode of this semester. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, what have you guys been up to lately? So I, I think everybody saw us during the fall as the election was going on, right. <laughs> encouraging people to vote. Uh, stopping students in the hallway, having conversations about that. So that was Cardinal's Vote, Mm -hmm. which was a new initiative for us. Um, And that sort of formulated last year and then over the summer. And Stuart had a lot of involvement in that. Oh, yeah. Um, 
So that was a big initiative for us out of the center. We spent a lot of time with that. I'm also involved from a grant funding standpoint with the Henry Marsh Institute for Public Policy. Mm -hmm. So what that is, is that's for uh, students are involved, but also community members who are interested in potentially running for office or uh, getting on appointed boards, things like that, getting involved in the political realm uh, in the Great Lakes Bay region. So it's a 10-month training uh, leadership program, if you will. Interesting. So yeah, that's that's a great program that I, I became involved with as my position grew in the center. Mm-hmm. And then I was also involved with the Great Lakes Bay Talent Initiative, mm-hmm. which is now, now called Discover Great Lakes Bay. Um, and that's all about keeping our young, talented individuals living and working in the region and attracting them back. So um, for those who are out there that are listening and uh, if you're debating a job, definitely check out Discover Great Lakes Bay. That That's something we worked heavily on. And then that led to the coming home event in the fall, which you right. and I uh, connected on. Yep, yeah. But I that was in that. November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty busy summer and fall between oh, yeah. those three projects. So obviously, you know, I was involved in other things and the office was involved in uh, other projects and volunteer hours recording those as well. Mm-hmm. But um, those were the three major projects that we were we were involved in. How um how did you guys do on the on the voter registration drives? Do you feel like you made a real impact there? Yes. Yeah, Cuz so like you say you were highly visible all mm-hmm. over campus multiple days helping people get not only get registered but also uh, I believe getting rides to the polls, is that right? Yep. Yeah. So it was straight uh, from registration all the way to education and then ultimately helping people to turn out at the polls. So mm-hmm. we had 577 registered students at their on campus address. Um, so I know that we're still working with Cotchville Township. They've been awesome as a partner in this mm-hmm. to look through the data and different things like that. But yeah, we had 577 and then we don't know the number outside of that as we have so many commuter students who yeah. are voting in, in Saginaw, Bay City, Midland. I know we had one student on election day. He came in and was planning on driving down to Detroit that day. Mm. So uh, we gave him a free cookie and sent him on his way. But yeah. that, that was awesome to hear. So, yeah, it was great. We had an incredible amount of conversations from absentee voting to, you know, the importance of voting and just kind of talking through that. Um, a lot of different events went on. Students were involved in leadership roles. We had three student fellows through that. Um, and that was through two external organizations that offered those fellowships. So. That was great for them to plan some of the programming, to be involved in it through the election season and kind of see it through. And ultimately on election day, you know, when we're tired at 8, 9 p.m. at night, finalizing that last ride to the polls, it, it was cool to see um, it all it all work out and people were able to go and vote for the first time and, and uh, kind of understand that process if they didn't understand it before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd like to sort of uh, pause here and ask you, mm-hmm. why Why do you think it's important to have a center here on campus that yeah. does facilitate these kinds of things from, uh, you know, retention of employment here in the area mm-hmm. to civic engagement to um, voting and getting people out to the polls? Why do you think it's necessary to have a center here on campus that does those kinds of things? Yeah, I think that those programs are all very important in unique ways, in different ways. Um, But just facilitating the conversations on the importance of community and the importance of higher education, having a presence in the community uh, and our ability to do so is incredibly, um, has a lot of impact. Mm -hmm. So an office that has a goal of supporting that, 
facilitating some of those conversations, I think, can really um, encourage that mission. And there's a lot of faculty, staff, students who are involved in incredible ways and would be involved regardless if the center existed. Um, so it's just supporting what they're already doing and then what others will continue to do and some new things that will will come up on the horizon. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think those conversations and that general mission to just advance community and how it advances us is, yeah. uh, is pretty important. Yeah, I think that's important, too, to have that connection between the univers- university and the wider community yeah. as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Riley, um, tell me more about the, the partnerships that are established between the center and uh, other organizations here on campus. I know that you guys paired with Cardinal Solutions mm-hmm. on the Talent Initiative. Can you tell me a bit more, more about their involvement? Yeah, so the Talent Initiative was spearheaded by Saginaw Future. Uh, and they're the ones who initially started this conversation about retrain, retaining and uh, attracting talent in the region. And then they came to us and to other colleges and universities in the area. And we were able to become a partner through my position. And then Cardinal Solutions came on board. And they did a lot of work on that project. They developed the website, um, ran the social media. Mm-hmm. They were doing graphics, the writing for the website, um, drone video footage and videography, wow. kind of some testimonial pieces on young professionals who are living and working in the region who are successful. So they were um, just a, a really key organization as a part of that. Blake Johnson heads that group up. Right. Um, yeah. And for those who aren't familiar, it's an interdisciplinary group um, of students and professors from geography to graphic design to professional and technical writing. And they all work together on these community-based projects. Mm-hmm. And it's a really cool model. Yeah, yeah. They, they basically take on clients, right? Yep. And give them professional quality work yeah. in a way that gives students uh, experience. Yeah, working and, with clients yeah. and, and doing that work in, in more of a professional setting. So it uh, was really key to this project. Yeah. And obviously, if you have a chance to see the social media and the website, mm-hmm. um, it looks really good. They delivered a great product, and it was great working with them. Yeah, and, and speaking of which, Blake Johnson, come on the podcast. You should do that. Blake should definitely yeah. be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's a formal invite right there. Yeah, absolutely. And then what about the, uh, the Henry Marsh Institute for Public Policy? How did that partnership come to be? Yeah, so that is um, really inspired by former Saginaw Mayor Henry Marsh, and really? it came okay. to be in 2011. And I think it was 2013 that the university – came in to help assist in running that program. Um, and that's, that is inspired by the advisory board. And we help to coordinate the different sessions that go on through the year. So talking about things like institutions and regionalism, um, political culture, you know, our current climate makes for some interesting talking points. Uh, definitely those sessions are fun. Campaigning and mm-hmm. campaign financing, different things like that. Um, so we host those sessions throughout the year here at the university, um, but we had do have a few in the community at Bay City City Hall, for example, this past year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we just graduated our 2018 cohort in December and then inducted and welcomed the 2019 cohort. Yeah. So um, next Friday, actually, will be our first session of the year. Great. And that's kind of an intro, talk about political culture, and everyone gets uh, gets through the icebreaker, if you will, of yeah. really meeting each other. and. So, yeah, we have 12 members of this cohort. And I think you mentioned, like, it can be anybody, right? Like, not just students? Or, yeah. Or, okay. Yep, we have community members who apply. Um, it varies in age. And uh, we do have two students in this year's cohort, Madison Clements 
and Stephen Prince. So what is uh, coming up this semester that you're going to be working on with the center? Yeah, so we are working with Woolahan Fellows, Roberts Fellows, and Foundation Scholars students who elected to do a service project. And through the fall semester, we did three service learning workshops. Um, so these students have some funds through their scholarships to do these community-based projects. And uh, the center is supporting that and helping to provide kind of a framework um, in terms of them submitting a proposal, identifying a budget, and uh, helping to complete that project. So uh, we're working with those groups this semester to implement those projects, obviously finishing by May. Uh, and it's anything from little free libraries to mm -hmm. working with Amazing Grace on um, new dog kennels. So I got two uh, two cats from a great Amazing Grace. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. See, so it comes full circle. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm excited for the experience that they'll have doing these projects and really great projects, ideas, awesome students, and I know that everything will go well. So really looking forward to being a part of that. Uh, and then the MLK Day of Service, mm -hmm. which is yes. coming up next Saturday. And uh, we'll be going out to five different uh, locations in the community. So um, looking for more students to sign up right now. I think we're about half full in terms of how many students we can transport in the vans. Um, but yeah, in celebration of Martin Luther King, we're partnering with Roberto Garcia mm -hmm. and the Office of Multicultural Student Affairs. And so we'll have some programming that talks about MLK, his mission, and everything he stood for and why we celebrate that day of service. And then we'll go out, do the service, come back and reflect on that and have some food together. So Great. it's a really good day. It was went well last year. And it's nice to go out into the community and then kind of circle back and, yeah. and talk about the impact that we have and that we can continue to have. So, so what kind of uh, service projects are we talking about with the MLK Day of Service? Yeah, so right now we are um, finalizing a few of those partners uh, for them to get a Saturday. It's... Uh, Sometimes difficult to have sure. staff there, but we do have Habitat for Humanity on board. So we'll probably be doing a rehab of a home and potentially work in one of their restores in the area. And then Underground Railroad, they have their shop over on State Street mm -hmm. um, where they help to generate funds. And we usually go there and help them organize, clean up, move things. Um, and then we'll also be in their main space in some capacity. I did, just don't know all the details on that yet. Yeah. Um, hoping to work with the elderly in uh, some type of scenario and then with children in another scenario. So just working on finalizing those partnerships this week Great. and having everything ready. But, yeah, it'll be a, a diverse um, kind of group that will go out to these different locations mm -hmm. and then come back and have a chance to digest everything, hmm. which will be great. That sounds awesome. Yeah, thanks. Um, and then – other than that, you know, there's a lot of things going on, smaller projects, but we're definitely planning for Cardinals vote. 2020 will be here mm -hmm. before we know it. Yeah, no kidding. And the turnout, we hope to be very high. Um, and if it follows the trend of this year, we assume that it will be. Mm -hmm. um, but no assumptions. We're definitely going to go all in on the programming for that and uh, excited to start planning for that. And in a dream world, it'd be great to have an on-campus on polling place. So... Just one of the goals, but uh, we'll get there eventually. That would be awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. what's, the, what's the closest one uh, this last uh, So Cotchville Township is yeah. the polling location for mm -hmm. students who register on campus. Gotcha. And that was the one where we offered the transportation to. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we're really starting to plan for that programming. I know there will be a lot of external support in terms mm -hmm. of organizations all across the country promoting 
college students voting. So we uh, are already beginning the planning phase for that, mm-hmm. which will be a, a great part of this winter and then into summertime. Yeah. But that is a majority of the projects that are coming up. Um, things always surface during the semester. Sure. Uh, that's how it goes. But I always invite all students, faculty, staff to walk through the door, have a conversation if if they're looking for support in some, some way. Um, or if they just have some general questions, want to get more involved in the community, mm-hmm. um, we are there to support that. So yeah. So if you're if you're involved or if you're interested in service or if you have like an idea that someone yeah. wants to bring to you, they can come in and talk to you anytime. Yeah, definitely. The the yeah. door is always open. Now, if I'm at meetings, it's not. But well, sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. But generally, yeah. but generally, the door is always open. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. I think that's all I got from you. Um, is there anything else that's upcoming that you want to plug to let people know about? Um, I know you're also going to be recording with your band yeah. later this month. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? That's a side hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, are you taking time off for that? I am taking some time off gotcha. for that. Yeah. So in, in context for everyone who's listening, I've been playing an alternative rock band since I was in high school. Um, and I hope nobody looks up those pictures of me with Justin Bieber hair and skinny jeans on because (laughs) they're slightly embarrassing. Uh, But the band is called Last Night Saved My Life. And uh, I've been playing with the same group group of guys. We did switch out a drummer at one point, but same group of guys. And and we made it work over distance for this period of time. And so, yeah, we're going back into the studio um, for this will be, oh gosh, our fifth album, I think. Wow. Yeah, don't listen to a few of the early ones, which are Uh-oh. now hidden on Spotify, though. So it's it's hard to count those, but I'm going to put five sounds better than three. So Yeah, definitely. <laughs> fifth album. And, uh, yeah, we're going to do ten songs, and we go to a studio in Indiana for that. Hmm. So Awesome. Yeah, we're excited, and we just played in the area, and, and we'll be back in, I think, Grand Rapids in February. So. Mm-hmm. For anybody who's really into that kind of music, check us out. We're on Spotify, Apple Music. That's that's a side hustle, and as I get older, it might get less cool to those looking on. But for now, I think I, I can retain it as looking like a musician at yeah, times. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Outside of my dress clothes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, back into the studio, and uh, the semester's coming up, so it, it'll be busy times, but it'll oh, be yeah. great times. Yeah, definitely. Well, great! Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Me. Uh, I think you're doing you're doing great work, which is why I wanted to have you on. And yeah, I definitely encourage anybody interested in community service or um, anything like that to to talk to Riley and go into the center. Yeah, have thank a little you. visit. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, it's really great to be on with you. And I want to encourage other people who are interested in it to reach out to you. I think yes. if that's fair to do. Absolutely. We could always use more guests, more interesting people to talk to for sure. Yeah, great. Well, thanks so much for having me. This yeah. has been awesome. And uh, I really appreciate you helping to promote the work that the center is doing. Great. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. Thanks, All right. Brian. Thanks so much.